0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the P1 podcast, or shall we call this the P20 Merchant Podcast on Bellingham? Savage. I am just quoting what you said at the start of the year, and we're talking about
2: him in this video. We sure are. We've missed talking about him. Slash podcast. Yeah. Uh, Slash everything. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a while since we mentioned Legan Sargent <laughs> all two days ago in our drive ratings. But uh, it's, now, it's now up for debate, that final slot, isn't it? It certainly is. So today we are going to
1: be discussing the one seat that is remaining on the 2024 grid. Will I... Get a clean sweep for my 2024 grid predictions of not changing any of the drivers. Logan, actually, I think, could have secured his seat by now had he not been driving the way he is. Now, before we dive into any more, we have a five-star review which we need to read out. And if you want yours to be read out, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know why you love this podcast, it helps us massively. This one comes in from Deputy Dan, no, Deputy Dan95 from the UK. What a podcast! With Matt's excitable antics and Tom's dulcet tones.
2: Tommy, hit them with your voice right now. Oh, yeah. I should probably mention, yeah, my voice is going to be a bit lower than normal because I've got a uh, cold.
1: Give, give me more Barry White. Come
2: on. Okay, then. Okay, it's there we go. It's very <laughs> bassy. I bet I'm very bassy through people's speakers. You will not be
1: disappointed listening to the P1 podcast. No other F1 podcast even comes close to it. The level of genuine analysis from excitable fans make Matt and Tommy the most relatable podcasters on the planet. Keep up the good work, guys. Thank you so much, Deputy Dan. I really appreciate the the lovely words. We are very excitable, especially me. Tommy is excitable, but in 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 his own unique way.
2: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I did that on purpose. <laughs> I just, I... That is brilliant. Um, Even I didn't mean. I need, need to enjoy that.
1: Okay, let's dive into who gets the final seat. Then we're going to go one by one and discuss the candidates and how likely we think it is that they will be Albon's teammate at Williams next season. So why don't we start with the man himself who's driving? I think that's probably a good start, Logan Sargent. So one out of ten. Is this not going to happen? 10 out of 10 is it's nailed on. I have gone for a 7 out of 10 for Logan Sargent. For me, That's it's... High grade tot- than he normally gets. Yeah, to be fair, just clip that up, put it in the driver <laughs> ratings. Uh, I, I think it's totally dependent on whether he picks up his game. If he continues the way he is, he is... Out of there. If he manages to score a point, though, or if he's just a couple of tenths off Albon... I think that's all James Vowles needs. I feel like James is a very understanding, I was going to say non-cutthroat, but I think maybe there is a line. I feel like there's a line where, where, where he'll just go, get out. But I feel like he's, you know, he's, he's, he's a warm, kind human being. That's at least how he comes across. And I feel like he is giving Logan as much of a chance as possible in his rookie season as well uh, to be able to show what he can do and if he can deliver. That being said... James Fowles wants to build a team. He's spoken about his five-year plan, even with us when we did that F1 manager thing. He spoke in detail about this five-year plan. And the one thing you have to have locked in are two drivers that can develop and move forward with the team. That being, yeah, and, and that as well, like 7 out of 10 is quite a, I'd say, looks more towards, you know, he, that he will keep a seat, but that's because F1 teams, they know what Logan can do. If they spot a bit of potential with him and they think that they can harness that out of him, then they'll keep the same driver because changing to another driver, especially an unknown, is as much of a risk in some ways.
2: It is indeed. Uh, I've gone for an eight out of 10 for Logan Sargent. Um, now that is
1: the highest grade you've ever <laughs> yeah, given Logan. It's really
2: weird saying that because I feel like we're, we're giving him a grade for uh, a drive rating. But no, this is eight out of 10 of how much I think he's going to keep his seat uh, or, or who's he's going to get that Williams seat. Um, it just feels like despite everything he's still uh maybe it's the reason why uh they're still kind of not announcing anything yet uh that they're still giving him time and they want to give him time and it does feel like maybe you know if if he manages to i think if he just keeps it out the wall basically and uh he doesn't need to be rapidly quick um because i've seen like you know williams personnel saying that you know all the the crashes have kind of hidden that he's actually made progress and, and things and kind of agreed to a point that, that you know some races he hasn't been a million miles off off albon but and he doesn't need to be he just needs to stop having these these errors and costing the team money like we said in the the drive ratings he, he's hurting the development of the team with how many crashes he's having at the moment you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be able to have a 10 minute youtube Crashed compilation of 15 races in f1 or however many it's been now so um i think he might just get away with it um and and keep his seat uh, by the skin of his teeth if he has no more more smashes essentially
1: no more smashes logan you've heard it here first from tom Bellingham. yeah felipe drugovich now mm. i have gone for a 9 out of 10 for Felipe Drugovich. Yes, I think he is the nailed on favorite right now. Uh spoiler alert for the rest of my grades. Uh, but you can't get much higher than 9 out of 10. Uh he's got a bit of experience uh after driving for Aston Martin in the uh the the pre-season test when when Stroll uh broke his wrist or hand or whatever it was. And um he's got a lot of cash. And there's a lot of rumors about him entering talks after Logan having quite a poor period. Uh, of uh, of late, and I think Felipe Drogovic, When I when I look at the two of them, and I go, who is going to do better? I think Felipe would. I, I've I've kind of I just feel a little bit more confident about it. I don't know why. I think it's because it's a recency bias for Logan rather than me get saying that Felipe is the next coming of Charles Leclerc. I don't think so. But I also wonder. You know, from what what Williams has seen so far in these first fifteen races, can they truly say yes, Logan Sargent is going to be a good enough teammate for us to be able to become a front running team? I don't think so. And and the seven out of ten that I gave Logan, some of that is because he's already in the team. It's not because I think he has a huge amount of, of, of potential to be alongside or very close to Albon. I just don't think he, he can. Felipe perhaps is worth that risk.
2: I've gone for a 7 out of 10 of how likely I think Drogovic is going to get um, this seat. Uh, I think he is yeah, definitely one of the the favourites if they um, do make a switch. It's building a lot of momentum. I know um, uh, if you look at any comment section of <laughs> Williams at the moment, there's a lot of uh, Brazilian flag emojis and stuff, and it, uh, he's getting a lot of support um, over in Brazil uh, and you know, right rightly so. Uh Brazil are it just feels like a, a Formula One nation, doesn't it? And it, it, it's strange that there isn't a Brazilian driver on, on the grid, uh has been for you know for so long and it, it seems such a part of Formula One, like Brazil. So um I think he would be the best choice. Uh you know, if it was if it was on who I'd pick, I I think Drogovic is is, is the one I'd go for um because I think you look at what he did uh, in F2 uh, of course you know I don't think like you say that you know I'm not saying that he's the next at uh, and center or anything um but his his year that he had in F2 I know uh, the thing that kind of goes against him was it was his third year in the sport uh, which always gives you a big advantage but he absolutely obliterated everyone in that in that title he won by over 100 points which is no uh, mean feat and he he won that title through consistency and just kind of getting the maximum out of the car and not making silly errors while other people were yeah maybe getting as many wins as him but also falling off the road or having crashes or retirements and you've got to wonder that's kind of what Williams need now we mentioned that Logan Sargent is costing the team with all the crashes he's having. Um so maybe even though he's a rookie, drukovic might be, you know, a safe, a safe pair of hands that even if he's not mighty fast, um, is just kind of a, a consistent driver. And let's not forget, um, Liam Lawson didn't exactly he's good, no doubt, um, but he didn't set the world alight. And then he got his chance in Formula One and was really good. So we don't know that Felipe Drogovic might not be absolutely amazing and just really suit Formula One cars when he gets there. Um, so, yeah, I think he'd be a, a great choice and I can see see why uh, there's, there's rumours being picked up about him.
1: And there's also data to be had, you know, if teams were to talk and uh, Felipe has done... Uh, a, a decent amount of running in, in the pre-season test as I mentioned so he has got some Formula 1 car experience uh, and so and I'm sure the teams do talk about who, who's quick and, and who's not so yeah very interesting uh, for Felipe
0: the championship season is over and what a season it was but the best is yet to come it's the playoffs Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe. This episode is
1: sponsored by Tennis Channel Plus. Step onto the legendary clay courts of Roland Garros, where the world's best players battle it out for a chance to win the French Open title. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Don't miss a moment with daily live coverage and match replays on demand, beginning Monday, May 20th. Be there for all the unforgettable moments. Stream now with Tennis Channel Plus. Mick Schumacher, why don't you go first, Tommy?
2: I'm going to go for a three out of ten uh, for Mick Schumacher. I personally think this is not the right choice, um, and I don't. I don't. I feel like this would just be a case of Toto absolutely... You know, Toto absolutely loves him, no doubt, and really wants to see him in that seat, but I just don't see it happening. I think he'd be... um, I can't see him joining at the start of the year. Maybe if Logan stays and it still goes bad, maybe, you know, as a Mercedes reserve, might get a chance, but I just just don't see it. Uh, And also with the greatest respect to Mick Schumacher, he wasn't uh, wasn't known for keeping his car all in one piece either. So you do have to wonder um, replacing one Destructors champion as that graphic that keeps going round about who's cost the team the most. It was Logan. That graphic went around two years ago and it was Mick that was comfortably top of it. So it doesn't seem like the the right choice.
1: I've gone for a one out of 10 for Mick. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think there's there's any hope in hell of this happening, unfortunately, for Mick. One of the reasons being what you've just mentioned, Tommy, uh, He's he's been known to push too hard and, and have some pretty enormous crashes, which have which cost Haas a lot of money uh, a few years ago. And it just feels like there's no hype around him anymore at all. Like Mick just doesn't, no one's talking about him really being back in Formula 1 apart from Toto Wolff. Apart from Toto, yeah. Uh, and also as well, there was the um, interview that Mick was having where, can't remember who it was, but someone basically said, oh, so you're racing in WEC next year. And he went, oh, it's not official yet. And there was this whole chat about it, that, oh, that Mick wow. is you know, dr- is driving for Alpine next year uh, in WEC. So that is uh, essentially where we believe Mick is going to be heading, uh, which would then definitely confirm that he is not racing in Formula One next year. And it's just, it's weird because you would think, like Mick with the Mercedes ties and the power of Toto Wolf. And also, you know, hip, Toto knowing James Vowles very well. I'm sure they have a great relationship. That You would think Mick would have a shoe in there, but I just can't really? see it
2: happening. Oh, that wasn't even a joke, was it? Shoe in? Shoe? Maca? No. Okay, carry on. Tommy, you, <laughs> you're a bit leery today, aren't you, big boy? It's because we recorded it. a P1 After Dark
1: just yeah. before. Yeah, we just recorded a... Patreon pod where we literally just talk absolute waffle for 20 to 25 minutes. And Tommy, oh, you should have heard what he was the saying. Filth absolutely. coming out of my mouth, honestly. Complete filth. Unreal. We spoke about Fan- Fernando Alonso and, and then the rest is history. Anyway, um, yeah, Mick Schumacher, not going to happen, unfortunately. It seems like he's going to weck. Uh, so, unfortunate for him because I'm a massive Schumi fanboy from, from his father's uh, glory days, but uh, does not seem to be happening. Liam Lawson. Hit
2: me again, Tommy. Go on. You do too. Oh, go on then. I'll go for a 1 out of 10 for Liam Lawson. <gasps> Shock. Um, don't think it's going to happen at all. It makes no sense. I know he's done very well. Um, but the talk of the, the town at the moment is that uh, Liam Lawson uh, has agreed the AlphaTauri uh, contract and being that Red Bull Reserve driver uh, with a kind of clause that he has to have a seat. In 2025 um whether that's red bull or alpha towery um which makes you wonder that if a team like williams went for him they're essentially just making him good to then join a rival team so it doesn't really make a lot a lot of sense and you've got to think for them to uh take a punt on a driver in a different academy that it's not just a very quick thing you know um uh, for for example you know McLaren going after Oscar Piastri it wasn't it was them getting Piastri and having Piastri not going oh you come in for one year and then you can go back to Alpine so um i just don't don't see it happening however much uh, there's obviously talk about it because Liam is doing incredibly well i just don't i just don't see it can happen because of the the Red Bull uh, situation and how Lawson is is locked into into their driver programme, even though, of course, he doesn't have a seat next year.
1: I've gone for a two out of 10 for Liam Lawson. I feel like it's not a never say never Justin Bieber kind of style. I feel like there's there's a small, tiny, tiny chance that it could happen. It's Alex Albon. who's yeah, a rebel driver and he went to Williams. So that it's not completely impossible. There could be a, a, a talk eventually where Sergeant just, you know, just doesn't pick it up. And then for whatever reason... Maybe they they rule out Dragovic, and then all of a sudden, you know, you might need that that sub in driver for a year. I think it goes against what James Vowles is trying to build, as I've mentioned previously, and he's trying to you know push the team forward for for many years to come. But that being said, Liam Lawson's doing very well, and you know that if you just put him in the car, he's going to do pretty well, and you already know he's at a benchmark level of the likes of Yuki Tsunoda and, and and Daniel Ricciardo. So I don't think it's impossible. I think it requires a few drivers to not be available for Williams to, for them to then start going, Helmut, would you, would you mind? Could we just borrow him <laughs> for a year? Then we will give him back a promise. And for, for Red Bull and AlphaTauri, that's not a bad thing for them. Like Liam could, could go and slot in for a year and that gives him some experience in Formula 1s. So I don't think Red Bull would be too against that. It's more just about what Williams are trying to, trying to achieve. So never say never. Frederick Vesti now. I've gone for a three out of ten for Frederick Vesti. Again, similar to Mick Schumacher, I feel like there's a there's 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 no hype. There's there's not really much going on. It seems like, uh, if anything, it would be uh, Teo Porcher, Chair. But then again, Frederick Vesti. The only reason that we, I've given him a three is because there's that link to to Mercedes that he has again. But if if Toto Wolf can't shoe in, sorry again, Mick <laughs> Schumacher, then. How is he going to do it with with Frederick Vesti? I'm still going to stay with a 3 out of 10 just purely because he is a young driver on the sidelines that doesn't have a reputation of binning it and doesn't have a WEC contract potentially for next year. So that's why I'm going to go with a 3.
2: Going to go for a 3 out of 10 as well for Frederick Vesti. It just seems like, yeah, it's weird that there's no hype around him. You've got to wonder it's Mercedes Junior. You'd be a bit like, look, I'm doing pretty well in F2 here. Toto, why are you trying to? Push Mick to everyone when I'm, you know, could it, it's very unlikely, but he could still win the F2 title, and then of course, winning the F2 title means you aren't allowed to carry on in F2. So uh, then you you look to to move on or up to to Formula One. So I think from the kind of yeah young drivers, maybe he's the the most likely just because of that Mercedes link. But I still don't think it's it's very likely. Um, I, I say young drivers, that's excluding uh, Drogovic, sorry, um, but the the driver's in F2 at the moment. So
1: he is 25
2: points behind Teo Porcher in the Formula 2
1: Championship. With, so, uh, with I, a round I, yeah, to go. Yeah. With with one round to go, so good luck, uh, but yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Teo Porcher now, finally, uh, the driver that will most likely win the Formula 2 Championship and yet I'm only giving him a 2 out of 10 uh, to get the seat at um, williams just purely because there there is no link for him there to williams and to that seat and it just feels as though it's going to be one of those terrible things terrible moments for a formula 2 champion to then essentially be unemployed the next year because they can't go back to formula two and there's no seats in formula one will he get a reserve role somewhere and some and get integrated into a formula one team that's yet to be yet to be seen but it just—it's not a simple promotion system, unfortunately, from Formula Two. Despite Porcher being um, very good this year in Formula Two, uh, but again, it's not completely not going to happen in my eyes. But it's one of those, oh wow, we've really not got any other drivers available. Let's go for like a Porcher or a Vesti. That's kind of how I see it.
2: Yeah, with with Porcher, I've gone for a, a one out of ten because I just I just don't see it at all. Uh, he's kind of an Alfa Romeo junior uh, i'm surprised that they announced joe uh, as early as they did with the fact that teo is on the cusp of winning the the f2 title but they still obviously don't don't think he's ready uh quite yet um i feel like uh teo porcher will will become you know a reserve uh reserve driver at alfa romeo and then essentially put that that pressure on joe guanyu throughout next season uh to see if you know if he uh, can Im- improve or or just to kind of be there as a as a replacement if they don't feel like Joe's Joe's progressing um, or the money's not there or something like that. So uh, the the Williams link with Porcher, I just I just don't see happening uh, at all. I just can't I can't see it. So I can't, I can't do it now. <laughs> no, I can't I just, see it. I just can't see it at all uh, with with Porcher, and it, it, it will be a shame because yeah, it very much looks like we will get. Another F two champion with no seat. That's sad. It is sad. Um,
1: you almost wonder if Formula Two should just let champions come back and just let them let them race if they've got
2: nothing else to do. It's, yeah, uh, and then and, is, and then uh, it's almost like yeah, uh, and then if you win it two years on the bounce, it kind of really you're like, All right, cements, come on. Yeah, then it really yeah. cements to Formula One teams. Okay, this is a special talent here or something. So yeah, yeah I'm not actually not against that. No, I me mean, neither.
1: I think we've come up with something in, that in, a in the
2: atmosphere. Yeah, it had, that was a proper light bulb. Light. That's actually a really good idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let us know if you think that's a, a good idea in the comments or on social media. We'd be interested to see if you think the Formula Two champions should be given one more year to to race and be able to show uh, Formula One teams exactly what they're made of, especially keep them in the on the radar. Right, more than anything, because yep. uh, that's what I feel some drivers do struggle with. Uh, and that is it. That is the. Uh, the end of our chat about who Williams signs for 2024. Tommy, how do you feel about that discussion? Do you feel as though Loki Bear's going to be on the grid next year?
2: I, At the moment, I'm just slightly more thinking that Logan will, will keep his seat um, over Drugovic. I think it's going to be between those two. Um, my kind of, yeah, thoughts after having this discussion is, boy, am I excited for... Next year's silly season because so many, you know, this has been a a proper, you know, no one's really moved. We might, could well, likely is he? Well, it's definitely either going to be one change or no changes. But my God, next year when when loads of contracts are up, it's going to be very close to a, you know, pretty close to a new regulation change. You might even get big drivers moving, or even 2025, like the next few years it's going to be spicy the amount of changes we're going Ooh. to get, bring God, tune in next
1: year for the uh,
2: <laughs> but for please, our... <laughs>
1: please keep watching <laughs> please subscribe <laughs> because it's going to be great next year is what we've basically said yeah. and that is it thank you so much everybody for watching and listening uh, you've kind of given your final thoughts Tommy so I'm going to end yeah. it there take care adios
0: Bye-bye. bye bye bye
2: P1 is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
0: The championship season is over, and what a season it was! But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe.